Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harris here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. It was an eventful week for our market this week after we had our big sell-off on Monday, a big mixed day on Tuesday, and then we had some pretty good days on Wednesday and Thursday. A little bit mixed, mixed to positive, I would say, to end the week, though. And really, compared to how the week seemed, especially early on, pretty impressive that our major indexes were actually able to finish up on the week from where we opened on Monday. So really not a bad week at all, despite all the headlines that you might have seen out there, and especially what we've seen out of China. We got more negative news out of China last night as the Evergrande drama continues and China announcing a new crackdown on cryptocurrencies. So starting with the Evergrande news to touch on it briefly here, it came out today that the company missed their their $83 million payments on their US dollar bonds that were due yesterday. Now there is a 30 day grace period here. So they haven't defaulted on this debt yet. But what has the market worried is that the company has not commented on this yet. There have been mixed reviews here, mixed comments, uh, some saying that the company will be paying their yuan-based debt down, so their local debt for China, but not their U.S. debt. So that has a lot of investors a little bit worried about what the outcome could be here if they do end up defaulting on this debt. They've got another debt payment coming uh, in October, November, and December of this year. So we aren't out of the woods yet on this story. Uh, China's central bank, though, continuing to inject more cash into the system to help with any liquidity issues, but that has not been enough to ease the mind of especially U.S. investors. Uh, so from here, as we've said for a long time now, we don't want anything to do with owning Chinese companies long term here in the VRA portfolio. That's the way that we view it. And if you want to see some of the reasons why, we highly encourage you. Go check out this documentary called The China Hustle. It came out in 2017 and is still as true today. Talking about the way that the Chinese have manipulated their markets, uh, the way that they've defrauded many foreign investors as well. Uh, and they don't have a problem with that there. They have their, their system is as long as we don't hurt our own people, then anything is morally justified. That's kind of the basis of it. But again, highly encourage you to go check out. It's a great documentary. Uh, you'll be very interested by what you see. And then also, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the People's Bank of China, the PBOC, stated that they believe all cryptocurrency transactions are illegal. Uh, so they've already banned crypto mining in China that took place earlier this year, now banning all cryptocurrency transactions. Bitcoin sold off hard on the news right off the bat, down as much as 7.6% earlier in the day today. It has rallied back a little bit from there, but I'll get to more of that here in a second. But this is likely a much bigger plan coming out of China here. And that is that they have been working on their own 
not a cryptocurrency, but digital currency, developing their digital yuan. They started doing this in 2014. They don't want any competition. Just like they don't want private education, they don't want private forms of currency either. And you can see why. If you're an authoritarian government like China, you want as much control as possible. And when you control not only the money supply, but you can track wherever that money is going, that's what they want. They're going to be using it for more parameters of their social credit system. Like most authoritarians in this day and age, they want to do away with physical cash. They don't want you to do anything that they can't track. Uh, so this is really simply what every other government in the world wishes that they could do. They wish they had the level of control that China does. The leaders here in the U.S. certainly wish that they had that level of control. The leaders in Europe wish that they had that level of control. And just go watch a few videos from the World Economic Forum talking about how dangerous it is that people are allowed to spend their money wherever they want to spend it. Uh, it doesn't get more authoritarian than that. So a digital currency system controlled by the government is an authoritarian's dream, and that's what they're starting to get in China. And you can see just how quickly this falls, right? If you don't do what the government says, they cut off your supply to your money. Don't get the vaccine, cut off. You don't stay at home because of lockdowns, cut off. Uh, that's exactly what they want to do. Or, you know, if they do start to go towards a more of a universal basic income system, like we saw with the stimulus, stimulus checks here in the United States, well, if you don't comply with all of the government mandates, you don't get your stimulus check. You don't get your universal basic income. So you can see how slippery this slope really is, which is why we have to take steps now to stop our own governments from implementing similar policies. So also, in other crypto news today, on the positive side, Twitter opened up a new feature today, uh, launching to all iPhone platforms, iOS platforms, that you can now send and receive tips in Bitcoin. Pretty cool, actually, I think. For as much as I like to hate on Twitter and hate on da Jack Dorsey, this is pretty cool. So they're using the Strike platform, which has been built on the Bitcoin Lightning Network, which allows users to send and receive Bitcoin for free. You don't get the fees that you have on some other applications. Uh, and now you can do it across most countries as well. The example from this morning from the CEO of Strike was sending a tip to somebody in El Salvador. So this allows them, us, everyone, to bypass the old ways of transferring cash, the ways that have been around in this antiquated system that was built in the 70s on the SWIFT system. It is going to save so much time and money. You can see why the banks don't want it. They want that little fee that they get every time you send money abroad. Now, this is totally, we were looking into Western Union today because this is going to disrupt their operations as well if it's allowed to continue. Keyword there, if it's allowed. Uh, you can already see the steps our own government is taking to try and, and uh, demonize cryptocurrencies, even though it's what we need, what the people want, is a decentralized system of currency. Uh, there's so many advantages to that. If you have a decentralized version of finance, especially in developing countries where you have 
uncertain economic outcomes, political outcomes. You want a currency that's not tied to your country then, just like we've seen in Venezuela with massive inflation or dozens of other countries over the years. You don't have those problems with cryptocurrencies. Yes, they're volatile now. They're still in their infancy, but really interesting advances happening here. So again, hats off to Jack Dorsey for this one. He does say that he's in favor of a decentralized type of currency and exchange through this new application. We'll have to see if it stays that way. Certainly if it's through Twitter, it won't be anonymous. Uh, so some questions there, but ultimately a step in the right direction. All right, so looking at back to our markets for the day again it was a busy week news wise uh, all around really an interesting week for our markets like i said earlier after monday's big down day and a mixed tuesday we had some pretty good rallies this week especially wednesday and thursday today was you know pretty flat but we were able there was a, clearly an upside bias we opened much lower this morning we're able to finish positive on the dow and the s p 500 but if you were reading financial mainstream media headlines, it may come as a surprise to you that we finished up on the week, at least from Monday's open for our markets, especially when you have talking heads like Jim Cramer on Monday saying that this market is uninvestable. It is too soon to buy. Well, don't look now, but the, the Dow has rallied nearly 1,100 points since Jim Cramer made that comment. So it doesn't pay to listen to the talking heads. Uh, and in our view, Monday was very different. We saw it as an important capitulation event here. Going into Monday, more than 50% of all New York Stock Exchange stocks had declined by about 15%. It was worse in other categories, small caps, 60% of stocks were down more than 20% from their March highs. That is, a, the correction that has been taking place under the surface of this market while our indexes remain near their all-time highs under the surface we've already had a correction we've already had the drawdown from the individual's name so again that's why we see monday's action as a representation of a washout uh, and that's what every great bull market needs in order to continue to push higher trees don't grow to the sky overnight uh, so from here, again, we see that as a capitulation event that refreshes the market rather than means that we're about to take a next step lower. We saw it in the fear and greed index, saw it in our other sentiment surveys. Let's take a look here too, see where the fear and greed index finished on the week. We finished at a 32. Uh, we got all the way down to a 20 or, or below it earlier in the week. Uh, so when investors are this fearful on a, on a dip like this? That's what you want to see if you're bullish on the market. Now, if fear and greed was still in the greed category, if AAII bulls were at a high level, we'd be a little bit concerned. We wouldn't want as much to do with that market. But this setup that we're seeing right now seems to be the perfect setup that we've been looking for for our melt-up into year-end here that we've been calling for. So. Looking at our markets on the day, we started off the morning in red for all of our major indexes, but they worked hard today to get back to positive territory. Got a nice rally uh, in the in the smart money hour today. We did in the last 15 minutes or so pull back from the highs of the day to finish mixed on the day. But again, 
finished positive on the week after the week that we just saw. We'll take that as a win. So today we were led by the S&P 500 up 0.15% to 4,455. Next up was the Dow up one tenth of 1% 1 to 34,798. Excuse me, 98. Next up there, the Nasdaq tried really hard to close positive on the day today did finish down just slightly down 0.03 percent we'll call that flat at 15,047 and lastly the small caps were our loser on the day down just under half a percent to 2,248 but good even on a volatile day like today the VIX closed down almost just over 4.7 percent now at a 17 on the VIX falling quickly here uh, from its peak and on Monday's podcast I said those days where you see a massive increase on the VIX are usually signs of a, a top in the VIX uh, and a bottom for the market those one day big rallies in the VIX typically uh, end quickly uh, so that's what we've seen this week though the VIX has progressively fallen all week since then Looking at our internals on the day, there's a mixed day here. They were mixed to positive going into the close, but that last 15 minutes or so uh, did cause our internals to finish a little weaker on the day. We'll call it mixed. Uh, declining stocks, beating out advancing stocks on both the NYSE and the NASDAQ, but nothing like a two to one negative type of day, so not too bad. New 52 week highs to lows were our bright spot coming in positive for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. And lastly, volume did come in negative. Also, was positive just before the close, but did come in negative for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. Looking at our sectors on the day-to-day, -day, we finished with seven out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day-to-day. -day. Energy led the way higher. Energy ETFs now getting back to their highest level since early June of this year. This is a group that we've been bullish on for some time now. We're followed there by communication services, financials, and then consumer discretionary actually has held up very well compared to the rest of our markets, almost at all-time highs right now, about 50 cents away from its all-time high. And then our laggards on the day were real estate, healthcare, materials, and utilities. Uh, certainly something to do with utilities on this 10-year that is now up, was up 3.5% today to a 1.46. They're the biggest borrowers in the nation. Uh, so you can see that and they have been hit hard, like something I, like the last 11 sessions before, uh, yeah, like the last 11 sessions, they've been down probably a little bit to do with the bond rally that we've seen, at least in yields. And finally for today, our VRA commodity watch. Gold and silver have slid quite a bit. Gold down just slightly on the day, silver down a little bit bigger. But an important note here for this group that we've been bullish on for some time, it's a long-term holding for us here. Uh, so the pullbacks we see is a buying opportunity. But we're now entering what is seasonally the most bullish time of the year for this group. Didn't quite see it today though. Gold now down just slightly, about one-tenth of 1% 1 to 1,748 an ounce. Silver now down bigger, a pretty big 1.27% to $22.39 an ounce. Copper now up on the day by 1.25% to $4.28 a pound. Uh, my system just, uh, 
refresh there. Okay, there we go. My lights turned on back here for my for my plants. Uh, all right, looks like we're good to go though. Um, so yeah, copper <laughs> uh, now up 1.25% to $4.28 a pound. Oil now up as well, 0.87% to $73.94 a barrel. Lastly for today, Bitcoin, as I mentioned earlier, down big this morning, has gotten back some of those losses. They were down as much as 7.5% earlier in the day, now down just under 5% to 42502 a Bitcoin. Folks, that is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. As you've seen, probably uh, we've now started posting these in video format on YouTube as well. So we'd love to have you subscribe to our channel, Vertical Research Advisory. We'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Have a great weekend. Until next time, we'll see you back here Monday for the close.